Aaron. This is Paul. This is Wayne. And I am Andrew. We are recording on the Saturday before Easter, and oh my God, it is an Easter miracle. We've got Andrew back. I mean, I just want to break into song. I want to sing, here comes Andy <laughs> Cottontail, hopping down the Andrew trail, hippity hopping, Andrew's on his way. <laughs> I feel like you're setting the bar too high for me. I also, I'm a little concerned about the Andrew Trail. <laughs> where, oh, does, no. where does the Andrew Trail lead? Oh. <laughs> a happy, happy, happy place, Paul. It's a happy, happy place at the end of that a trail. Ha- a happy trail. <laughs> I highly recommend it. Well, we yeah, went off so, the rails quickly. <laughs> I, uh, I made a point to check my work calendar and see if I had days off because... The last holiday, I didn't do that, and I didn't realize we had the day off, and you I just worked. worked. I remember that. I do remember yeah. that. There you were three of us. Yep, yeah. there were three of us. I was amazed. You know, I, I uh, took yesterday off, and uh, normally when I take a day off, my uh, my phone blows up. People were trying to you know get my comments on something, and nobody bugged me at all yesterday. And I turned to my wife at about 3 o'clock yesterday afternoon, and I said, I've not gotten a single text or phone call all day. I think I might have been fired. I didn't log in to confirm that or not. But, uh, <laughs> so, Aaron, so we'll see how Aaron feels next week on the podcast. <laughs> I actually used to uh, check my phone to see, is my phone working? Oh, yeah. They haven't well, called or sent a message. Something has to be wrong with my phone. Do I still have security permissions to access work mail? <laughs> <laughs> is it not refreshing those, for some uh, reason? Could be an office space type situation where they realize you've been inadvertently paid for the last ten years, and they just they just corrected the accounting mistake. Could be, yeah, and they'll let the be. rest play out. Fix, fix the glitch. Yeah, we fixed the glitch. That's right. <laughs> hey, Aaron, do you have a red swing line stapler? I I, I do, in fact. <laughs> I do, in fact. All right. Oh. Well, you know, I was excited this week to see that there is an all-new Marvel role-playing game heading our way. Almost yeah. like and, it was resurrected. You know, that, that's uh, that, that's very exciting, right? Uh, I was uh, not too enthused by the previous iteration because there was no mechanic in it to generate your own characters. Yes, uh, and I am hopeful that that is something they've corrected in this one. That you're not just playing the Marvel characters, but you get to create your own mutant or create your own whatever. Uh, you do actually. Boy, I'm reading the description yeah. right now. You that do. sounds great. Yeah, sounds I've read up. I've read up on it quite a bit, and it sounds interesting. Uh, they're going to release a like a trial. I saw and, that. Yeah. And yeah, as uh, soon as they do, I'm going to be downloading it and reading through the rules. Well, April okay, 20th. Wayne, I'm going to need you to yeah. I'm going to need you to run us a game for that. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, you're on the. Da- yeah, what is April twentieth? <laughs> that's four days from from this recording. Is that Wednesday? That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. It comes out. Yeah, it comes out. I'm looking at it on the uh, Comicsology website uh, because they are re- releasing it on New Comic Book Day. Nine ninety nine is the cover price for the digital edition. For the playtestural book. Playtestural book. Yeah. 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 yeah okay. That's that's not a bad price for the playtest, I don't think. And seriously, Wayne, I want you to I want you to you know, bone up on that and then run us a, a little one shot next I week, w- <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Thursday. Well, we're setting the time. <laughs> well, not next week, but I would be happy to do that, Aaron. That's great. That'd well, great. I'm I'm very intrigued by this whole D six one six system. Me too. Uh, you know, I you too. roll you roll three D six. 
and you have two, I guess, standard D6s and one one uh, Marvel D6. And so you're looking for sixes on the regular D6s, and you're looking for a one on the Marvel one, which is how they get to D616. But and I'm so in- use some special dice. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> uh, but I'm curious to see how, like, just regular. So, I mean, by achieving those numbers, you get a fantastic or ultimate success. But I'm curious what the the underlying, you know, if you fall yeah. short of ultimate success, like what what number scale or what 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 are the mechanics yeah. they're using uh, to decide if you succeed or fail? Besides that kind of critical effect. I'm interested in the in the system. You know, so many times lately, everything I'm interested in playing in terms of a new game comes out with that uh, terrible D20 system that uh, Modifius. Uh, God, I hate it. I hate yeah. that system. The two D20. Yeah, it is I'm not, awful. I'm not a huge fan either. Yeah, I mean, they're, they have released some beautiful and wonderful books for Star Trek. Uh, you know, all the different iterations of Star Trek. And I'm just like, man, all I can do is is like I did with uh, some of the previous iterations, like the last Unicorn games. I, I pulled the source material, you know, the the uh, the the story stuff for games. But I, I didn't use those systems because I just hated the system. I, I am I am excited and eager to see what Marvel does with or what the these game designers do with uh, this 3D6 system. Yeah, Modifius loves so, the 2D20. I had the same issue with the Dune role-playing it, game they put yeah, out. Yeah, same. Uh, I wanted to. I, I want to play that Dune game, but I don't want to. I don't want to deal with their 2D20 system, and also their Conan game. Yeah, you know, yeah. I'm just like, ugh. You know, so many yeah. great properties tied to this miserable system of theirs. So I have that issue. There's another company out there that got the license for Power Rangers, Transformers, GI Joe. Yeah, they Ren- made Ren- Renegade they, Games. Yep, they made their own system, and they're forcing all of those games into their system. And yeah. I hate their system with a passion, which yeah. sucks because I went all in and bought everything. Everything, <laughs> yeah. And then I got it and just absolutely hated it. What well, you know, we... I've got – oh, go ahead, Wayne. No, no, you, you go. I was just going to say, you know, I've got so many syst- so many games that I bought that I've never played. Uh, but I'm just, you know, fascinated by the property or the take on the on – the, uh, on the you know setting but i was like the system is just so awful i would never play those systems you know and i just hate that because like like you know dune is so my jam Mm -hmm. and i've really got i've I've got an idea for a dune campaign that's been you know kicking around my head for forever and i was excited when they announced the dune rpg and then i was like ah modifius damn you and the sad thing is is modifius produces amazing books they are beautiful just beautiful gorgeous Yeah. yeah But that system just kills me. So, so uh, Wayne, Wayne, what system does Renegade use? Um, so it's their own system where you, for everything you roll, you end up rolling a d20 plus the die that is your skill in it. Mm. Uh, I can't remember what they call it, though. But yeah. it, it just overall, I do not like the system. Gotcha. Well, I like I like the card games they put out. I, I don't know if you've played any of those, but that's how I know about. It. I'm on their mailing list because I buy some hmm. of the card games they put out. You yeah, know. I mean, from their board games look really good. Yeah, it's just their role playing games. I do not care for that system. They've accumulated. They're like the IDW. Uh, well, maybe Modifius is IDW, but they they've accumulated a lot of IPs lately. Um, you know, between Power Rangers, GI Joe, and Vampire. You know, Wayne's comment about buying everything Power Rangers. You know, I'm less of a gamer than any of you. True. Uh, you know, I, I basically only game with, with you guys. 
And uh, I went hard in on that Kickstarter for Flash Gordon. Oh, yeah. And that shit is still yep. the shrink wrap. Like, I went for the what? maximum <laughs> the maximum thing. And all I've done is read the PDF <laughs> that they <laughs> well, sent. You know, that, that Flash Gordon uh, uh, for Savage Worlds, right? Yeah, uh, the Savage Worlds it, one. Sorry. It is... It is terrifically produced, mm-hmm. um, and it's some great supplements in there. You know, I've I've uh, used a lot of it to pull into my uh, this Empire Earth setting. You know, because it's it has that same sort of pulp feel that I'm looking for for Empire Earth. Um, I, I, it's a it's a it's a great it's a great book and setting. And Wayne, getting us back on the on the Marvel RPG track and your commitment to uh, you know run a game for us here within the next couple of days, uh, <laughs> I just want you to know that i as a player am going to make a commitment to you this is this is aaron's commitment to wayne i will actually read the rules i'm just saying wow nice. i'll actually do it for 9.99 so, wow uh-huh. yeah. yeah all right yeah, gonna do it it's, it's it, i'm not even gonna edit that piece out like it's it's <laughs> on audio that's a verbal binding uh-huh. contract yeah well, so i gotta tell you i have made i've made a decision this week about moon knight oh, oh don't break my heart aaron I am no longer going to watch it every week. Oh, Aaron. I feel like you're going to regret that decision because episode four is supposedly the big one. The last 15 yeah. minutes. The last 15 minutes yeah. of episode four is supposedly the big one. Yeah. I am going to watch it because there's only six episodes of this damn thing. Yeah. So my plan is to, and I say this and I'll probably change my mind midweek, but I my, my thought when I watched Moon Knight uh, last night, was this show is not good enough on a weekly watch. Um, I feel like I just need to watch it in a chunk. And that would give me three hours or three episodes of television uh, to watch back to back. And I think I think it might benefit from that kind of viewing. But I got super frustrated in this uh, previous episode. So what, yeah. what frustrates feel... you or either? Go ahead, Wayne. I say I feel kind of the same way and they just. I have no burning desire to watch it every week. I will watch the whole series, but not even knowing that we would probably talk about it was enough to get me to want to watch it this week. Right? Same here. I'm two episodes behind. I've only seen the first episode. I've seen the first two, and I haven't watched the third yet. I think part of my problem with this show is that uh, I think Oscar Isaacs is a terrific actor, and I think he's got a lot of charisma. Uh, He has none of that in this show. Uh, I just I don't feel like he's charming or interesting or engaging. Uh, and that is true of every single actor in the show. There is no one on the on the show that I care about. Uh, even his wife, who, we, you know, we should feel protective of as he does. I don't care. <laughs> you know, I'm just I could not care less. Um, and I just don't. We're getting to see more of Moon Knight in episode three, you know, the the costumed character. Yes. Uh, but not near enough. Um, and they keep moving the cheese. You know, we're looking for this. Okay, well, we lost that. Okay, we gotta look for that. Well, we lost that too. Uh I'm 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 just a little frustrated. And the they introduce the avatars of the other gods in this episode, and it doesn't make a whole lot of sense. Um, and I just I I got super frustrated with it. Uh, and I, I think I, I want to watch it, uh, but I feel like they uh, they have missed some of the things that I think are particularly cool about Moon Knight and really delved into the supernatural side as well as the crazy side. 
And I think those are those are interesting elements, but they are not the most engaging things about this character. Um, so anyway, I'm, I'm my thought is and again, this may change by the end of the week. But my thought is right now I'm going to wait till it's done and then finish the back half of it. So, so I would oh, go ahead, I, I, I seem to like it more than you did after the first two episodes, but I don't know why it just isn't catching me. Yeah, I don't dislike it. I just don't like it. Yeah. And I don't understand why, because when I look at it, there's a lot on there that is that that I should like. But for some reason, it just is not capturing me. Yeah. Yeah. I think out of the three of you uh, or the three of us, I think I might like it the most. I, you see, I, I do find Oscar Isaacs to be pretty charming. I mean, his Mark Spector personality is an asshole, but I think that's the point. But I do right. find the Stephen Grant personality to be pretty Charming in a nerdy, uh, awkward type of way. Uh, I, I really kind of dig him. Layla, I'm kind of out on the, I'm out on her still at this point. But uh, I really enjoy the, the well, one thing I dislike, I hate how the costume appears from nowhere. It bugs the crap out of me. Uh-huh, yeah. Uh, really annoying. But on the other hand, I do really enjoy the difference between the Oscar, sorry, the Stephen Grant and the Mark Spector costumes. I think that is a cool way I to differentiate I, their personalities. I, agreed. Agreed. I thought that was an, a, a nice trick. But, you know, one of the things that I really enjoy about Moon Knight is the gadgets. Yeah. You know, and we yep. haven't gotten any of that other than nope. him being able to, you know, pull the uh, his, you know, crescent, you know, uh, moons Simples. out of his chest, you know, to throw around. But, you know, I like his plane. You yeah, know, I was going to say, there's no uh, no sign of a French guy flying his helicopter. Right. Yeah. yeah. No, there's no moon copter. There's no moon plane. There's there's been yeah. none of that. But uh, I, it, it doesn't really frustrate me that I haven't reached the spot yet because I think it's one of the the kind of of journey is the thing. I think once you get there, it's the final final conflict and the show's over. But yeah, uh, and it's only six episodes. So I, that doesn't seem like a horribly long arc. You know, kind of mummy esque. That getting there is half the half the movie. Um, and you know, yeah. I think I think Ethan Hawke is a pretty good. Bad guy. I always look at bad guys about, you know, are they are they relatable? Can you understand mm-hmm. their motivations? And, you know, Ethan Hawke find ooh, uh, spoilers, find out that Ethan Hawke, you know, was the former avatar of Khonshu. Mm-hmm. And that's why he, he understands all this and really dislikes Khonshu because Khonshu mm-hmm. kind of an asshole. Uh, it makes him kind of believable. And he, he's looking for all these years after stopping people after they've committed the crime and after they've already hurt people trying to be like, well, let's do it before they have a chance to hurt people. I can see how that might be appealing to him. And, and unlike Mark, he's very controlled. He's very calm. He's very smart, uh, which we definitely saw in this last uh, episode when he outmaneuvered him. Yeah. He's doing a great job playing Kevin Bacon. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, oh, Wayne. (laughs) Well, I, you Uh, know, I'm watching a lot of really good stuff right now. What are you Uh, watching? I am watching. I tell you what, I'm giving HBO Max a workout. I uh, I have really been enjoying their new uh, comedy Minx uh, with an X. Uh, What's that about? It, it is uh, set in the 70s, and it is a woman setting out to make sort of her version of Ms. Magazine, you know, with a with a feminist point of view. But in order to get it published, she has to compromise and do uh, naked men in it. Um, oh, so, I think I saw. I think I saw a trailer for this. Now that you say yeah, it, it is, men. it is hysterical. <laughs> I mean, I got it. It, it is so funny. Uh, I, I just deeply enjoyed it. Um, and then I'm also watching Julia, the Julia Childs uh, uh, series. 
Bio which, series. Yeah. yeah, and it is it also is really good and surprisingly hysterical. Uh, and then last night, and Paul, <laughs> I started watching Outer Range. Oh, good. I was gonna. I, I was going to talk to you about that because I figured we could. I, I, I'm, we could, I'm curious we about could, it. We, we could include it on our Jellystone podcast because uh, it is very much Yellowstone meets uh, X Files. Oh, that's what I was it's, hoping uh, it would be. You know, it's got Thanos in it. And uh, uh, it, it and, and, and a great big portal through space and time. Uh, so maybe there's a Stargate element there as well. But is that, uh, yeah. is that, is that HBO as well? That is no, Prime. That Prime. That's on Prime. Okay. So how did that first episode hit you, Aaron? Because I really do want to see that one. Um, yeah. I, I got to say it's a lot of setup. And it is, uh, you know, James Brolin's in it, Thanos. Mm-hmm. Um, and Josh. he's... Every Josh, I'm sorry, I get those Brolins confused. <laughs> um, but he, uh, he, and everyone on the family is very somber, mm. and you know it reminded me a lot of, of Yellowstone because there's not a lot of people to like, <laughs> <laughs> and but it really kind of kicks off at the end of episode one, and you're like, and I was like, okay, I'm in for episode two, and so I got, I got, uh, I think I got halfway through episode two last night before I needed to. You know, turn the lights off and go to bed because I was a sleepy Aaron. Oh. But but uh, yeah, I, I'm. It, it's not great. I think it's still finding its feet. But it is entertaining enough to watch, and it's got me asking questions. So I, I tell you what, I was excited about TV wise. They've given the release date for season three of Umbrella Academy. Ooh, I saw so that June twenty second. Which I means I need to watch wait. season two of Umbrella Academy. Yeah, and we've told you this before, Aaron, but season two was was a lot better than season one. I like season one. I just haven't gotten around to it. Yeah, I love the show. I loved season one, and I liked season two. I thought one was better than two. I was lukewarm on season one, I, but two really got me. I, I was I was really hesitant to watch season two, and once I sat down and got into it, uh, and they kind of broke away from the you know end of the world type thing, um, I, I really enjoyed it a lot better. Yeah, every time I'm sitting down looking for something to watch, it, I just never think about Umbrella Academy. Add it to your list, buddy. I think it's there. I just, you know, never scroll that that far back. It, also, it, you know. kind of like Doom Patrol because I haven't yeah. watched season two, and apparently but, season three of it's out. Yeah, and see, you know, the problem with Doom Patrol is that it's kind of uneven. That like, while I really enjoyed the first season, the second season just didn't seem to pop, and I've just never gone back to finish season two. Yeah, season one, I, you know, I binged through it. Season uh-huh. two, I started it and did not binge it. It just wasn't catching me. But apparently, there's a spinoff out of Doom Patrol coming. De- Dead Boy Detective. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and I haven't I haven't gotten far enough into season two to meet the dead boy detectives, but I was like, huh, I think that's great that uh, they're finding things there to plumb. Yeah, I'm excited for it. Yeah. Well, what are you watching, Andrew? I mean, honestly, since I got back from Adepticon, I've had a lot of hobby stuff to do. So I've been Mm -hmm. uh, watching things that are not uh, super you know, they don't require my full attention. So so does that mean it's something that you've watched before? Or is Both. it something okay? Because that's so, what I do when I've got when I've got something that that I'm going to have to multitask. You know, I'll put on something that I've that I've seen before, so I don't have to pay attention. First thing I did was I, I tore through the first two uh, our first two parts of He Man and, and uh, what Revelation He Man Revelations. Uh-huh. 
because uh, I was like, eh, I, that won't require my whole attention. It was it was surprisingly good. Uh, you know, it wasn't great. It wasn't life changing, but uh, mm-hmm. I enjoyed it. I like I like the new take. I like that there were stakes. I like that things happen that change the status quo. Uh, so it's kind of a fun little watch. And then I started rewatching a show I watched the first two seasons of and then never saw the last three, which was The Magicians from uh, that sci fi show. Based I haven't on the, finished that either. Yeah. And I so, really enjoyed that. I saw the first two seasons, which at the time was all that was available. And right. then I fell off for however many years it's been. So I've restarted watching that from the first season. Yeah, I never finished it either. And I, I, I'm i not sure why. Maybe it was because there wasn't anything else out there at the time. But uh, yeah, I, I, I kind of dug that. Yeah, it's it's good. It's uh, uh it's it's a fun watch. And and I like the whole Narnia. I was a big Narnia kid growing yeah. up. So, you know, yeah. Fillory is a very somewhat veiled very, reference yeah. to Narnia. Absolutely. Absolutely. So uh, I'm definitely digging that. But you know what I want to know? What's that? What's that, Andrew? I want to know, what did you think about She-Hulk? You know, I got to say, you know, you and I had this uh, deal, as this it were. Devil's bargain. It was, yes, uh, it was very much, you know, we're both signing our names in our own blood, mm-hmm. uh, making this commitment under the uh, the pale moonlight, you know. Yes. Uh, and, and I kept I, up my end of the bargain. I, I, I read did Radio I, Spaceman, okay. Same day, I went out and got She-Hulk number one. So I'm, I'm just saying, I was faithful to my commitment, selling my soul to you, Andrew. But uh, I got to tell you, I was I was pleasantly surprised at how much I enjoyed She-Hulk. In fact, I have now read through issue three. It is on my regular pulls. Um, I like the take on this uh, Jennifer Walters. Um, In previous iterations, I have not cared for her being played strictly for comedy. Um, I enjoy the humorous aspect to it, but I also sort of enjoy the reset she's she's currently experiencing. Uh, I'm digging, you know, uh, we get to see Patsy Walker in um, a recent issue. Uh, we get to see, you know, Janet Van Dyne is helping her get set up in the first issue. In the first issue, I, I just I like it. I like that she's struggling, but when uh, she engages with uh, uh, Jack of Hearts, Jack of Hearts, um, yeah. When she engages with him, she's not using her superpowers to help him. She's using her analytical lawyer brain to help him. And she's going to core truths. And I just like I'm like, I really like this take on the character. I just I think it's a marvelous book. I'm I'm digging the artwork. I'm digging her. I think the uh, they've really found her voice. Um, you know, I I enjoyed the John Byrne run to some extent. Did not enjoy the Dan Slot run, even though, you know, uh, you know, the, I'm enjoying the throwbacks to it in the pages of Fantastic Four, The Reckoning. And I, that's the thing that's a little confusing to me right now, because it's very much a Marvel experience right. because she and Jack of Hearts are over in Fantastic Four Reckoning right now. Are they? And then I'm also. Yeah. And I'm I'm yep. I'm reading her and Jack of Hearts in the pages of her book. And I'm like, <laughs> OK, this is a, and, and it's two very different things going on in each of those books. It's kind of a, a quiet uh, procedural sort of story in the She-Hulk book versus high high stakes sci fi action in Fantastic Four Reckoning. Yeah. But I'm enjoying both. I think She-Hulk definitely takes place before the Reckoning. I think so, uh, too. And I think we're going to they may make a reference to it at some point, but just based on where Jack of Hearts is there versus here, I mm-hmm. definitely think that it happens after. Uh, 
they made me care about Jack of Hearts. I've never really had any opinion on the character, but well, I like and, what they're doing in the book. With and them. what's super cool is they're they're using this story to sort of redefine him. Yes. And, you know, sand off the edges. And 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 she's using her lawyer brain to do it, you know, to explain things to. Yeah, and, you know, like I said, go to those core truths. Yeah. You know, how do you know this? Do you know this because you felt it and experienced it? Or do you know it because it's something someone told you? Right. And I just I'm, I'm like, this is fantastic. And yeah, I, I, I I love that, especially things, simple things, even like uh, I don't need to eat. Have yeah. you tried eating? Right. Yeah. 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 Have you tried sleeping? <laughs> you know, great book yeah well i'm glad i'm really really glad you enjoyed it Aaron. uh, uh, uh wayne and i were stoked about it i'm glad you're on board now let's see that's you me wayne hey paul hey you know <laughs> i'm already reading radio spaceman i mean we, we could probably talk about radio spaceman the other part of this devil's deal that's right but what what's keeping you out of she hulk paul i'm curious i don't have a real interest in the character quite frankly i'm not a she hulk fan yeah Oh, so as usual, Paul's wrong. One, yeah. one out of one out of four doctors does not like She-Hulk. <laughs> I'm, I'm that one. So but you've never never been enthralled by her. No, no, as a character, just not my jam. All right. Well, I well mean, let's skip to Radio Spaceman. Right. Now, All right. as a character, my jam. Yeah, so, you know, I sat down last night, uh, you know, the day we had the bargain, uh, I had read issue one, and then um, last night I sat down and read issue two of radio space man and i'd just like to take a moment to thank dark horse for holding on to their own uh you know comic book app thank you dark horse um <laughs> and no it's very cool I, I i agree with a lot of what you said about issue one the whole kind of very atomic robo-esque vibe uh i will say you know uh there's a lot more that is visual that you look at as far as, uh, you know, Radio Spaceman's reactions to what's going on around him versus, you know, quick quips like you'd see in an Atomic Robo type comic. But mm-hmm. uh, like at that one point where, uh, you know, the horrific violence going down around him, you know, <laughs> Radio Spaceman's just standing there with this look on his emotionless skull face, but just, I don't know how he draws it. The the tilt of the shoulders, the, the uh-huh. posture, I'm not sure what, you just know he's like, oh my, oh my God. God, what yeah. is happening right now? Yeah. Oh, yeah. And all throughout the book, things happen, and they don't necessarily take the time to explain it. It's just, nope. okay, here's a werewolf. Yeah, it's just shit That's crazy. the thing that's here now. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's just, it, it, it's like they just pulled everything out of the cupboard, you know, to, to make on the there. book. Yes. Yeah. 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 And I love it. It's great. And like, uh, you know, the turn with the Countess at the end, I don't want to spoil uh-huh. it for anyone watching, yeah. but the turn yeah. with how they resolved the Countess issue was fantastic. Yeah. Uh, I did not see that coming. Yeah, nor uh, did I. Nor and, did and, you I. know, they, they left it with this whole setup for these, uh, you know, unlikely uh, partners uh, to go out and uh, have adventures together, which is yeah. awesome. Yeah, I need more. I mean, I, I'm just like, come on, give this to I mean, I mean, it doesn't have to be a monthly book. Give it to me once a quarter. Yeah, yeah, yeah you know. definitely. Next time, maybe pack the batteries. Yeah. <laughs> Do we even know that guy's name? Like, no. I don't think they even tell us his name. Do we know anyone's name, really? Yeah. Uh, radio well, Spaceman. We, Space we know Dr. Z. We know uh, Radio Spaceman. We know Milton, the guy who turned, you know, ended yeah. up becoming a good good Um And then, but no, like back at base camp, we don't know. Yeah. We don't know the guy's name that's plugged into Radio Spaceman. And we don't know the name of the guy who forgot to pack the batteries, which is. Fantastic. This is one of those kinds of books that I think would be great on a five week. You yeah. Know? Yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, release it, release it quarterly on a five week, make it double sized. I'm just, I, I would love that. 
yeah it was a lot of fun it was i'm glad i'm glad i checked you know i'm glad you recommended it and we've all checked it out now and it's it's, it was just a fun book like we said it's it's batshit crazy it doesn't make a whole lot of sense but it doesn't need to (laughs) it's so much fun yeah i don't know how busy mike manuel is but i really hope he has time to to put up more radio spaceman yeah uh and i'm glad we all liked it i'm glad we're all on board we all participated on this one we all enjoyed it huh interesting right right, paul yeah Yeah, see how that works yeah. yeah, see how that works, Paul. <laughs> Paul. Paul. If that's, that's your worst. name. I don't know if y'all knew this or not. Paul is the worst. I am. I am. <laughs> well, no. Thank you. Thank you for bringing it to my opinion. I would have completely missed Radio Space Man without you uh, pointing out to us, Aaron. So thank you for that. Well, and I got to tell you, I'm reading another Dark Horse Mike Manola book right now that I'll just give a pitch for. It's the yeah. Sword of Hyperborea. Oh, yeah. It is really good. It ties in hard with. Uh, uh, the the brd books but uh it is also a standalone gives you a history of one of the characters uh i just i'm really digging the sort of hyperborea it gives you a, a a nice background history of the manola verse uh it's really good enjoy it mm-hmm. i'll have to check it out because i'm reading more dark horse because they've got their own app yeah <laughs> well you're... and the 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 great thing about the bureau of eprd BPRD, thank you. Paranormal Research and Defense. Uh, th- most of those books are available in Comixology Unlimited. So if you're an unlimited subscriber, you can read a lot of that. I mean, there's tons of it, and it's actually, so good. Actually, Aaron, thank you for reminding me. I need to cancel my Comixology Unlimited <laughs> because you know what? <laughs> Screw them. There you go. Yeah, the app hasn't gotten any better since we started complaining about it. <laughs> well, because they're they're not listening. They unsubscribed from the podcast. Yeah, they have unsubscribed. <laughs> I, I saw that. I saw that. Uh, longtime listener Jeff Bezos has stopped listening. Oh, Jeff. <laughs> At Jeff Bezos. But uh, you know, mergers. Not much good comes out from mergers, whether it's Amazon and Comixology, or you know, this week. There was a lot of news. You know, we we talked when the first when the merger first. Well, I, I shouldn't call it a merger. Discovery bought Warner Brothers from AT&T. You know, they, they can call it a merger. It wasn't a merger. AT&T sold off Warner Brothers um, to Discovery. So, you know, now they're going by this Warner Brothers Discovery uh, name. And, you know, they, they've, there's a lot of news this week about restructuring. Uh, you know, one, they, they, they've been very clear that they are going to combine HBO Max and Discovery Plus into one, one streaming service. They have, you know, and you know that's going to be a more expensive subscription. Right? Oh, it has to be. Right? Oh, yeah. One to is HBO Max is already fifteen dollars. That this... is how you paid the, for the purchase. Yep. Uh, <laughs> exactly. And for me, it's ninety nine cents, Paul. Why are you paying fifteen? Uh, for HBO Max. Oh, you probably, you don't have it bundled up with uh, Hulu and ESPN Plus, do you? No, 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 no. Okay. Oh wait, I'm thinking Disney Plus. Ignore me. Yeah. No, Disney Plus. I did the the prepay for the first three years thing, and then got a free year through Verizon. So at some point. I'll get a bill for Disney Plus, but no, for HBO Max, I'm you know I'm still doing the monthly thing, but you know they there is a lot of news that Warner Brothers are, are one at least it doesn't sound like they're planning on selling off DC, but it does look like they are looking hard at it, and with high expectations of we need to do more here both in video well I shouldn't say both but like in video games in media. They, they were very clear that we need to they are not happy with the way that they've treated Superman and from a yeah. from a, you know they're like this is unmined material for for the cinema you know we, we don't invest enough in Superman movies 
um, and uh, you know, and, and things like that. They're, so they're really yeah. looking and at they, that they restructuring. Want create, they want to create synergy between it, create a stack for DC where the movies, the TV, the comics, the games can all have connections. Mm-hmm. Which is, you know, what they should have done to begin with. Six years ago. Yeah. yeah. Besides looking at Marvel, I think Peacemaker seems to have been a big part of that. Seeing how well they did going from movie to TV. Yeah, I think they're still looking at opportunities to, you know, have independent voices like James Gunn and, you know, mm. and, and Todd Phillips um, with the Joker and things like that. But they are looking at a... a a Kevin Feige figure, you know, to kind of oversee all of it while still they, allowing they, for, for those things. They desperately need that. They, they do. desperately need some structure in how they're they're spinning out the DC movies and you know television shows. And you know, I, I I don't have any problem with them looking across the street at what the competition's doing and emulating uh, that structure. You know, I, I we've said I mean, God, we've said that for the 12 years we produced this podcast, yeah. you know, I mean, it doesn't take a, a genius, but for whatever reasons, Warner never wanted to do that. No. And, you know, and they've I, not empowered the people they put in place. I mean, Jeff Johns, you know, uh, was brought in to lead those efforts, but they didn't empower him to, you know, create a, a stable of writers to help guide all the projects like they yeah. did in the early days for Marvel. Yeah. Well, and the slightest misstep led to them drastically redoing everything. That's yeah. right. Instead of yeah. actually focusing on a focus, whether I would have liked the focus or not is right. you know, pointless. It would have been more consistent if they would have picked one yeah. and yeah. stuck with it. And we've talked Absolutely all, you know, right. about the, the Snyderverse and all that, but you know, I was just looking man of steel was nine years ago. Mm hmm. That's how long it's been since all this Snyderverse stuff started. Like, you know, if, if you remember years back with the whole, you know, here's the layout of the, you know, the the, the basically the layout of Zack Snyder's vision and here's where it's going to end. That shit would have been over five years uh-huh. ago if they had yeah. if they hadn't blinked, <laughs> and, you know, committed. and, and re, if they had just committed, we would already be through the Snyderverse and on the next reboot. And at least mm-hmm. we would have had something finished and complete yeah so it's it's just kind of like hopefully that hopefully with the new leadership coming in and the restructuring you know that they'll they'll have a a, a, the right vision for their media properties um you know and the comics we are enjoying a lot of the comics and we're going to talk about um one of them here in a minute yeah and maybe if ezra miller can keep himself out of jail yeah if he can keep himself out of jail that would be ideal you know his tentpole film uh coming up (laughs) if he can just keep out of jail for the next year yeah but you know i was thinking about dc this this week and we read you know i read two dc books i read superman son of kal-el um and flash three read two (laughs) but you know a lot you know in looking at the solicits and things coming up there's a lot of ongoing there's a lot of events going on in the dc universe um, you know, Flashpoint Beyond will not be over before Dark Crisis begins. I think in the next two weeks we have the death of the Justice League. And I was reading an article today because there's a spinoff coming up for DC versus Vampires called DC versus Vampires All Out War, which kind of feels like an event book to me. But, you know, right. one of the things that, that, that stuck with me in reading that article, they're like, now that DC versus Vampires is on a break, and I'm like, 
Wait, what? Yeah, what break? Yeah. <laughs> what are you talking about? They're like, you know, we're, we're taking a break at the halfway point to let the artist get caught up and, you know, that kind of thing. And I'm like, so I... It's I went, on a break. Breaking our heart. By yeah. Not more of the book. <laughs> but, you know, I reopened that, you know, I, I, I was looking at the digital edition. And I went to the end and I'm like, there's no indication. Yeah. The book just says to be continued, just like every other issue. And, you know, I, I don't know if that's... I, I mean, I'm pretty... I read comic news and things like that. It just feels like things like that. When If you're going to take a... For us who read our comics digitally and just kind of like, hey, what's coming out next week? And then when it comes out, we just purchase it. There's got to be a way in the digital edition to give us news like that. Mm-hmm. Because in the digital world, you're just going to... It's. I find that it's harder... Like, I don't... You know, like appointment reading, like... Uh-huh. The third week of every month is when this book comes out. That's gone for me in the same yeah. way that it was, you know, when I would read, um, you know, comics physical. Like, you knew every two weeks is the new issue of Action Comics and you could look forward to it. I've kind of lost the sense of release dates. Like, it's just mm-hmm. what comes out next week. Yeah, what's coming out Tuesday from yeah. DC? What's coming out from everybody else on Wednesday? But, you know, we've been very critical of Comixology, certainly uh, in the 2.0 Amazon, Amazon edition, mm-hmm. where there's a lot of problems in the app and in the storefront itself. But, you know, we've also over the years talked about what's missing from the digital reading experience. And I th- to your point, Paul, I think one of the things that's missing is – the formation of a community mm-hmm. around the Comixology app in particular, because it's the the leading app. And I think one of those things that they could do is they don't have to publish news articles, but just give us the rele- the uh, uh, press releases yeah. from the publishers. And you could opt into that kind of stuff where it comes into your reader. Um, I think that would be a lot of fun, you know, to be able to catch that right as it's you know being released and it gives you all the information. Uh, you know, as a you know comic book podcast uh, geek culture blog site, you know we're subscribed to a lot of those lists, but you know the average reader isn't, and I I, I feel like that's a missed opportunity to further develop your community. Plus, you know there should be a chat function, yeah, in, embedded inside the reader. Now, of course, Amazon has baked it all into the Kindle app now. Um, so you're not going to get that sort of unique comic experience. And I think that's one of the problems with, you know, comiXology in its present form is that it is no longer specific to comic books. I, and I continue to maintain that you should be able to stream uh, comics covers to your uh, television set. I don't disagree. There's a lot of a lot of opportunity here. And I, I like the idea that just you can have a th- there's only two buttons on the bottom of the comiXology app. Just have a third one with... Uh-huh you know, a feed of comic news uh-huh. from, you know, right. official comic book sources, you know, DC, Marvel, whatever, you know, yeah. press releases. Yeah. I mean, it, it seems like that would be an opportunity for, to make folks aware of what's going on, you know, beyond just what they read. Agreed. Yeah. But, you know, I, one of the things that we have been looking forward to that finally came out this week was the return of Jeff Johns to the DC universe. He's, you know, he's been doing his Geiger thing for a little while. And, um, you know, he is the co-writer, I should say, um, on Flashpoint Beyond. Um, issue Zero came out this week. Um, co- oh, no, he's, he is the sole writer on this issue. But I think when the series proper starts, he'll be co-writing it. Um, Jeff Johns, Eduardo Riso, Flashpoint Beyond, Issue Zero, continuing threads from both Flashpoint 
and Doomsday Clock. Mm-hmm. And uh, well, and from some of that uh, Earth Three stuff, actually. Yeah. You know, because uh, it may, it does make reference to what Thomas Wayne was doing here just last month with the uh, the books taking place over in Earth Three or Earth, Earth whatever. Yeah. Uh, it, it does take into account recent continuity for Thomas Wayne. Yeah. Uh, I I got to tell you, I loved me this book. Yeah, I was not going to get it originally. Uh, I was so done with the Thomas Wayne character because they have, as much as I loved him in the original Flashpoint, I hated what they've done with him since then. And so I had reached the point where I just didn't care anymore. As much as I loved the original Flashpoint, I wasn't going back. And then I read the preview pages for this book and saw uh, the chalkboard. (laughs) Well, actually, no, the chalkboard wasn't what pulled me in, although that was really cool, too. Uh, it was, uh, I can't think of mime and Judy. Is it Judy? (laughs) No, it is mime. Uh, I can't think of her name, but yes, those two characters from, uh, the world of Watchmen and from, uh, Doomsday Clock. I bought the book entirely because they were in the preview pages. And like you, Aaron, I really love the book. It got, it made me care about Thomas Wayne again. Although he still has a lot of baggage that I just rather he didn't have. Yeah, but I, I think that's a way of differentiating differentiating him from just regular Batman, right? I, I you know, I, I will say I this book I was hoping for good things. This book was still unexpected to me. In a good mm-hmm. way. In a good way. Like you know, the, the the especially around the halfway point where Thomas Wayne is like, I've been here before, I know what happens, Barry Allen. Yeah, just like in Flashpoint, we're gonna recreate this thing. We're gonna, you know, turn you into the Flash, and things go horribly awry from then till the end yeah. of the book. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and that was sort of written on the wall. You kind of felt like, you know, the the second attempt uh, to give Flash powers, mm-hmm. you know, to give Barry Allen Flash powers, you know, in this volume wasn't gonna work out well. I mean, I don't know about you, but that's how I felt. I'm like, oh, this is bad. Don't do yeah. it. Don't do I it, remember Thomas. reading the original and just laughing when it happened and mm-hmm. thinking that uh, that was uh, it just I couldn't believe they actually went there. Yeah. And then they actually gave him powers in the original. Yeah. We get this version of, of exactly what I thought was happening in the first one. Yeah. I well, loved it. Let me tell you what what got me in this book. And it's what gets me in any of these kinds of books is when we flash on the Time Masters. I love the time masters uh i i i mean i am i am hardcore rip hunter all the way uh i am i i think the best time master series ever produced was i want to say is back in the 80s uh where bob wayne wrote the book uh put pitting them against vandal savage uh across time it was and it was where they established that you get that a person can only travel through time via a given means once. So if you used a time sphere, you couldn't use a time sphere again. Uh, and I love that series. Got it in trade. Uh, I keep meaning to to find Bob Wayne and have him autograph it for me. Uh, I need to do that soon <laughs> uh, because Bob may be running out of time. Uh, that's an ugly thing. I shouldn't have said that, but <laughs> but. Uh, uh, I, I just I love the Time Masters and they're they they are so rarely well written, uh, but I'm 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 cautiously optimistic since this is a, a Jeff John, Jeff Johns joint uh, that uh, I will enjoy me some Time Masters here. I'm I'm stoked. I'm ready for this. 
yeah, I am very much looking forward to uh, to the series proper. Um, it, it 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 comes out in it says April, which I guess issue one is coming out soon, or maybe I think that's it's next week. Oh damn! I thought it was next week. It's not next week, but well, it might be in two weeks. Okay. Because I already looked at next week's books. Okay. Well, I'm excited. I I really did enjoy this. I thought this was a really strong book this week. Yeah, agreed. And it, it, it is great to see, especially because if you've been following this podcast, we have kind of followed this Jeff Johns thread between mm-hmm. Flashpoint, um, New Fifty Two, DC Rebirth, Doomsday Clock. And this just kind of feels like the next storyline in that thread. So I'm psyched. Now, did you did you get a, a real sexy feeling when you saw in the Batcave the 1989 Batmobile? I did. Back and, yeah. I was like, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Bring it all together, guys. Let's do it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's good stuff. Mm-hmm. Good stuff. All right, Aaron. So, we're skipping. We're skipping forward. Uh, into the uh, outline because we've already talked about Radio Space Man. And I am so excited because I'm finally going to get to see The Batman. Yeah. Is it date? on HBO Max Monday, uh, uh, April the 18th. Yeah. Are you taking the day off? <laughs> no. <laughs> I mean, it's, it, it'll take half a day. It's three hours long. <laughs> I, I am very much looking forward to hearing your thoughts on it. I'm yeah. I'm excited to see it. I, I will I, watch it before we record next. I really loved it, and I'm looking forward to watching it again. Yeah, I very yeah, much I, enjoyed I, it. I I wouldn't say I loved it, but it has a lot of good good things going for it. Yeah, agreed. I I I think I'm more in the uh, Andrew space here. Like I enjoyed it. I'm looking forward to seeing it again. Um, it's not my favorite iteration of Batman, but I'm looking forward to having the conversation with Aaron and uh, and the rest of you on your thoughts next week. Well, good deal. Well, hey, Paul. Yes, sir. What's coming out next week? Apparently, it's not uh, Flashpoint Beyond Number One. It's not Flashpoint Beyond Number (laughs) One. But we did mention that the Marvel Multiverse role-playing game playtest rulebook will be coming out next week, April 20th. Um, And then then Wayne's running a game next week for us. That's right. That's right. He'll be running that on the 21st. (laughs) Check. Check. Um, Are you guys still reading Hulk? We haven't talked about that in a while. Yeah, I am. Okay. No, I didn't read it. I'm really, enjoying the, uh, the, I'm really enjoying the Battleship Hulk story. It uh, has gotten really good. Well, the, the epic climax of that first arc comes out next week, Aaron. Mm. Uh-huh. Yeah, it's been a long time since I've had an epic climax. So. <laughs> <laughs> With a well, new monstrous form of Hulk. Right? Well, mm-hmm. next week you will have it. Um, and from DC Comics, we have the second issue of Batman Superman's World Finest. We were kind of lukewarm on the first issue from Mark Wade yeah. and Dan Mora, but I'm going to give that second issue give, a shot. Same, same. The artwork was great. I'm just hoping that the writing improves. Agreed. Looking at you, Mark Wade. Looking at you. But we there the two series <laughs> that we are not lukewarm on are Batman the Night from Chip Zdarsky and Carmine D. Jean Domenico. Um, mm-hmm. Issue four comes out next week, as well as issue 91 of Nightwing, continuing the um, the Nightwing Flash uh team up and finally for you guys who oh i'm sorry is there not a shadow army book next or shadow war book next week oh there might be that deathstroke thing i just keep forgetting to look for deathstroke (laughs) you you keep telling me about that deathstroke damn it (laughs) yeah i i I keep forgetting that the to look for a deathstroke book so i'm sure next week 
um, is the the next part of the Shadow War. But you know, for you guys who enjoy that Superman and Lois TV show, there is a comic book coming out next week called Earth Prime Superman and Lois, set in that universe. I think it's a one shot. Uh, oh no, it's a six part miniseries. But I guess each issue takes. It's basically like a comic version of of one of the um, DC TV shows, maybe. Yeah, it's like each issue is supposed to be a different show. Oh, there was one this week, wasn't there? Batwoman, I think. Yeah. There was something. I, I looked at it and was like, oh, that's what that is. Yeah, I'll get the Superman and Lois one. I'm not touching any of the others. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, it yeah. does not look like Deathstroke comes out next week. So y- you, you've avoided buying a Deathstroke book for another week, Aaron. It, it might be the following week. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's, it's out there lurking, and it will strike when least expected. It will. It will. Actually... It looks like, uh, uh, I don't know, it's coming out at some point. <laughs> and then it'll siege your body with a thermite grenade so there's nothing left to resurrect. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's how it works. Yeah, That's how he, it's how he rolls. Well, hey, we want to know what you thought about this week's books. Give us a call, 972-763-5903. That number, once again, 972-763-5903. If we use your voicemail on the show, you could win Andrew Cottontail. You never know. <laughs> You, you, you can take a, a stroll down the Andrew Trail. Andrew uh, Trail. Hop, <laughs> hopping on down the Andrew Trail. <laughs> you can also hit us up on social media, IOM Geek, on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter. What a deal. Well, hey, Andrew, it's good to have you back. Good week. to be back. Good to see you guys. All right. Well, we'll do it all over again next time. Catch it Come in. Come on back to IOMGeek.com. Dot com. See ya. <laughs> is that the echo? Are you echoing like I'm that yelling is. into a valley? Dot com, dot com, dot com, dot com. <laughs> Bye. Podcast theme music graciously provided by Mark Andrew Pope. For more information, visit markandrewpope.com. Funny Books with Aaron and Polly is a production of ideologyofmadness.com. No Spider-Man clones were harmed in the production of this podcast. Mm-hmm.